The content of this podcast should not be considered financial or investment advice. All interviews and discussions are opinions only, and the podcast has been created without taking into consideration the listener's financial objectives, financial situation, or needs. Listeners should obtain independent advice before making any financial decisions. G'day, this is Barry Fitzgerald, Garen Perro columnist for StockEd. Welcome to another edition of the Explorers Podcast. We're off to South Africa today to catch up with West Wits Mining, ASX code WWI, trading at 1.3 cents for a market cap of around $28 million. And isn't it a good time to be going off to South Africa, home of uh, still most of the world's uh, gold production? And uh, where are we today? We've got the gold price, uh, US 1940 an ounce, Aussie dollars uh, 2,900, and uh, even more impactful, I guess, in uh, South African rand. Now, as we know, uh, West Wits has one of the biggest uh, resources of gold on the ASX, uh, more than 4 million ounces, and it's uh, come up with a quite clever staged approach to getting uh, into production which is what uh, we've got the MD with us today, Jark van Herden, to give us a rundown on just what the progress is and what we should be looking out for. So with that, I'll say, hey, Jark, welcome to the podcast. Well, thank you very much, Barry. Thanks for the opportunity to have a chat to you and to present our company and our project to you. Uh, I mentioned a big resource and a stage process. For those who aren't uh, across the story, just give us a bit of a background on how you're uh, planning to become. I think the target is to be a mid-tier producer, potentially, possibly, 200,000 ounces eventually. But first off, a staged approach. Just tell us a bit about where you're at and how it's going. Okay, now thanks, Barry. Um, I think it's important if, we're, if I take you a couple of uh, years back, you know, um, you know, right through the whole COVID process when the world went into shutdown, really. Um, that's about the time when we applied for our mining right. And we... Um, by 21, mid um, 21, we obtained our mining right, and that includes full uh, environmental approval. Here in South Africa, you've got to submit uh, what they call a social and labour plan as well as a mine works plan. So those three documents is, is quite, uh, you know, a comprehensive set of documents that we had to submit for the mining right. Uh, we got that, as I mentioned, in um, in uh, sort of mid 21. That then prompted us to do a feasibility study, which we completed in about September 21. Then um, the key thing for us was at that point, we realized that, uh, you know, to keep the capex down as, uh, you know, as, as much as possible. And we've got excess um, process capacity here in South Africa in sort of in the proximity of the mine, in close proximity of the mine. Um, we decided uh, to rather go for a tolling agreement um, or an offtake agreement rather than building our own process facility. So we then started what we call our early initiatives uh, where we uh, established the site as we speak right now. We've got uh, infrastructure on site, you know, change houses, offices, uh, you know, big fence. Um, we actually uh, rehabilitated an old box cut that will allow us to gain underground access. We developed down about 400 meters until um, our decline now sits on the reef. On top of that, uh, we've got everything, you know, all the permits that you require to continue uh, mining. Uh, you know, 
something even as simple as our explosive permit you know we've got that in place to to uh, get going you know so we're now at a point where uh, everything is uh, is in place uh, we've got a good team in place we've got a mining contractor um, that that we've sort of uh, you know committed to uh, we've got the um, mining equipment all lined up you know so we're now in a position where we are 100 ready to go uh, we've got our tolling agreement in place with uh, Sapania. That took a bit longer than uh, what we anticipated, but that is now in place. Um, so, yeah, as we stand here, we sort of we just need to push the button on our financing, and then we can get going. So, tell me a bit about the financing requirement. As I mentioned, you know, the, the key thing for us was really to get this offtake agreement in place. It, you know, we I, I call it an offtake, but it's really a toll treatment where we pay then um, Sabanya to treat our ore for us. But, you know, I think for, for the listeners to understand it properly, we can talk about an offtake agreement. So it was in, important for us to get this offtake in place um, because we had to demonstrate to any financier that we can generate revenue from it. You know? So um, uh, we got that in place um, end of October last year. And, you know, that was, but then all of a sudden, November, December, the Christmas holidays, everything sort of popped up. Um, and they slowed our um, financing initiatives, slowed it down a bit. But we are now aggressively uh, looking at all sorts of financing where we've got um, a couple of guys uh, lined up where we're just sort of going through the final stages of, um, you know, looking at the term sheets that these guys provide. Um, so I think we, we, we're not too far off um, finalizing our financing, um, you know, and... I think what's what's important for uh, the listeners is that you know when we published our feasibility study, we did an update of our feasibility study in um, August last year, where we adjusted all the diesel costs and everything from our 21 feasibility study. You know, and in that one, we still assumed a gold price of um, a 17.50 and an exchange rate of 15 rand to the US. And if you look at it, and, and that sort of uh, then that calculated to a peak funding requirement of about 63 million uh, US dollars. Now, if you plug in today's numbers, I actually did it on Friday myself when the gold price was about 1980 and the exchange rate was, um, I think, 1840. Um, you know, then all of a sudden our peak funding requirement dropped to below 40 million. You know, so, you know, there's, there's massive scope for for this project you know in terms of um the the movement of the the gold price um so that you know that that also helps with getting our financing in place so now all of a sudden we a year ago we were or you know um, eight months ago we were looking for 60 million we're now in a position where we're looking for around 40 million you know to to get in place you know um yeah can you uh, give listeners a, a sense of this uh, initial production, what sort of uh, annual rate in uh, ounces might be achievable? What we've done when we changed our feasibility study is we we were able then to also optimize our mine plan. We then decided to go and build a um, 30,000 ton stockpile uh, initially. So when we start off, we'll start building that stockpile. Once we've got the 30,000 ton uh, stockpile in place, we would then be in a position to start feeding the the process facility at a rate of about 15,000 tons a month and then build it up over a, a period of um, three years, yeah, 30 months uh, to 50,000 tons a month. And that 
roughly equates to about 50,000 ounces, 55,000 ounces per annum. Our initial plan is to, to get the stockpile built, you know, and that will de-risk all the mining uh, immediately almost, you know, because we, we would have opened up development drives, we would have opened up a couple of uh, producing stopes, and then, you know, we're in a position then to start feeding the plant and then aggressively ramp up um, as quick as we can uh, to, to get to the 55,000 ounces. So once we're there, then that will then put us in a, in a nice position to really start looking at what we call our Project 200, where we can then, um, you know, look to really aggressively uh, ramp up the, uh, you know, and, and really exploit the the ore resource that we've got, you know. Mm. It's a very nice uh, grade resource too. Um, uh, more than, what is it? Uh, I think your recovered grade, you're looking at more than three grams a tonne over life of mine. But I was just wondering, just so listeners are aware, obviously you're in the central Rand area, very historic uh, part of South Africa, obviously. Um, the where, where you'll be mining, uh, the historic... Uh, producers, but you've obviously been putting in a lot of what shall I term it a modern day uh, uh, refurbishing, um, opening up uh, new uh, new headings, etc. So it's not as if you're just going into where the old timers, for want of a better expression, just left. You're going in and re, uh, rebuilding a new mine, essentially. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think that's that's important to to note that there's a at these gold prices. There's a lot of guys that. Uh, go into the old workings and start, uh, let's say, pillar robbing or, you know, whatever term you want to add to that. In our case, we, yes, we're utilizing the old decline shaft, which we've rehabilitated. If you look on our website, you'll see the pictures there. Um, and we've made it wider for our underground uh, trackless equipment to drive down. But essentially, we're developing towards a big, massive uh, underground in situ block that's just never been mined before, you know. So, even though we're utilizing the old decline, we've, we still have to establish all the underground infrastructure, you know, um, building the sort of the spiral um, down to the, to the workings, you know. So all that work still got to be done, you know. So, and, and yeah, as you mentioned, we've got a 17-year life of mine just from that one block. And then we've got the options of bringing in uh, three other um, mining areas into that that will form part of what we call our Project 200. So the project two hundred—that's uh, an ambition to take production eventually to two hundred thousand ounces per annum. Absolutely, absolutely. We believe that our ore body is uh, big enough, and uh, you know where everybody forecasts the price of gold is going. There's real opportunity for us to um, look at the, you know, the ability to squeeze in our. You know, if you look at all, our, we did a scoping study. And that showed that we have got about a 27-year life of mine if you mine at a rate of 70,000 uh, ounces per annum. Now, if you take that and you sque squeeze that into uh, sort of 18 to 20 years, you can ramp up to about 150, 200, you know. So that's really the, the next growth phase for, for our project here in South Africa. Okay. And that's uh, in study at the moment? Sort of scoping scoping level. You know, we don't have any uh, capital um, numbers that we can start talking about, you know, we but we've got a good concept of uh, the shafts um, and the additional infrastructure that we require. You know, one of the things that we are looking at is, you know, to maybe look at the option of a process facility at the mine, you know, um, as I mentioned, we've got an offtake agreement 
that we transport our ore to, to Savania. Uh, but all of a sudden, if you start looking at 150, 200,000 uh, tons a month, you know, really, um, then it becomes a problem to put that on the road, you know. So that's one of the options that we'll be looking at. Mm. How far away is that Sabanya treatment plant? It's about 40 k's away from us. Um, we've sent all there in the past, so we know the sort of the roads, and it's a dual carriage surface road, you know, on one of our main highways. So there's no there's no issue uh, travelling that distance, you know. No, and uh, in Australian terms, it's uh, nothing. <laughs> yeah, fucking <laughs> we see nowadays, right? The now one of the curious things, of course, is um, you establish yourself uh, fairly soon, hopefully, as a 50,000, 60,000-ounce a year producer with potential to go to 200,000 ounces over time. Why are we talking about a $28 million market cap, you think, and not something substantially higher? Oh, well, I, you know, I think, uh, Barry, to be honest, you know, our, when we obtained our mining right, you know, our market cap shot up to about, I think, 120-ish Aussie, yeah, million Aussie. And, uh, you know, so that showed really what we saw as the sort of the real potential of the block. But I think the frustration with the investor community is probably that, you know, we were waiting for um, the stalling agreement to get in place to, to really, uh, you know, show the investor community that, number one, we're serious of building the mine. And yes, number two, we can finance the project, you know. So those are hurdles that we have now largely overcome. Um, and, and I think part of this uh, initiative of me talking to you today is to sort of um, convey to the listeners and the potential um, investors out there that we are serious of building this mine. We, we spend a lot of time and effort lining up everything. Uh, we understand the ore body. Um, so it's now a matter of just proving to the community that we are in the process of, of building this mine. Um, and we... Uh, we'll continue to do so, and you know, the, the, luckily, the current the gold price is supporting us and moving forward. You know, so yeah, that's that's all I can say. You know, it's uh, that's all I can think of is that you know we've and, and it's it's ironic as we added value to the project, we completed our feasibility study, uh, we uh, you know completed the early mining, so we de-risked the access to the shaft a lot. You know. I think just over time we, you know, we started losing market cap. You know, so I think if the investor community can see that we're serious to build it, I think things will change. Uh, one thing I have noticed about South African mining market of late is that, and I'm thinking, uh, you know, Jupiter are kicking goals there. Um, Orion has just arranged financing for its uh, zinc copper projects. There seems to be a bit of a stirring there. We know that South African mining industry, on the whole, has been in decline quite some time but uh, are we seeing some you know green shoots and you guys being part of it well definitely we want to definitely be part of the the growth of uh, you know the mining industry in south africa I, you know if you if you look at it you know and that's now my personal view is that the south african mining industry has always been dominated by you know the big the big boys if i can call it like Banya harmony the anglos you know the bhps but now you know there's you know, for instance, um, you know, to put it, to, to give you an example, a four or five million ounce resource in South Africa has never really moved the dial, you know, um, in the old days. You know, if you, you know, these, the, the current companies, they sit on 50, 60, 70 million ounce resources here, you know, or whatever, you know. And uh, 
And now it's the opportunity for us as small players. You've got us, you've got a company like Theta Gold, you know, that's sort of establishing operations in the sort of the five million ish, um, uh, you know, um, resource category, which is seen in South Africa as a, as a really a small cap. You know, in the rest of the world, it's, it's it's a nice all body. So I think there's more and more of these projects that will come through. Yes, like you mentioned, you've got Orion. You know, Jupiter is doing very well. So it still proves that we still have a, you know, even our, you know, the big boys are sort of declining. There's a real opportunity to utilize those skills and then, um, you know, start building these, let's say, smaller type of mines here in South Africa. You know, and, uh, you know, if you if you look at our project, you know, um, 17 years is nothing to sneeze at. I think the Theta boys, they are also looking at that region. You know, the Jupiter um, company, they've got probably 50 plus years of life of mine, you know. So there's still substantial um, resources here in South Africa to, to develop, you know. One thing we didn't touch on was the, um, the uh, your life of mine cost structure, the oil in sustaining cost, I think was uh, around uh, US $1,000 an ounce, was it? So we see that as an underground project, we see that as, as quite competitive. You know, um, I think at steady state, um, uh, all in sustaining cost drops to about 960 uh, US per ounce, you know, which make it very competitive. And I think that, you know, there, there's two things that sort of boils uh, down to that is number one, we're mining basically 50 meters below surface all the way down to 800 meters for the phase one project. So we don't have the constraints like uh, the rest of the, the South African mining community where, you know, they are mining at a depth of 2,000 meters on average already, you know. So so that I think that's the one benefit. And then the, the second one is, you know, we took a, a real decision to keep the overhead structure of this company very small, um, you know, and, you know, the operating um, or the contracting model that we're proposing uh, well, is, is helping to keep the costs down. So I think in, in that regard, and that's the way that we also plan to go forward. So in that regard, I think, uh, you know, um, people can measure us on a relatively low um, all-in sustaining cost. And just a, a quick change of focus, there's uh, uranium potential as well along the Rand. Yeah, you know, further to the, to the west of our Carla Shallows project that we want to develop, is what we call the Bird Reef Central Area. Now, the Bird Reef is a, um, you know, or speaking about the ge geology of the South African uh, mining industry is, an, is another topic, but the Bird Reef is one of the packages that sits on our uh, property. And that Bird Reef is, um, it's got two distinctive reefs. One is more loaded in gold and the other one is more loaded in uh, uranium. The, the, the the gold reef that sits there and they sit about 20 meters apart you know so the gold reef that sits there is about two and a half gram a ton uh two and a half to three gram a ton so that is just a bit too low for us to to make it a standalone gold project yet um if we then incorporate the, the uranium project into that uh, where the i think the grades are, are running at about uh, 300 to 500 ppm and we've got an exploration target of about 12 to 16 million pounds there. Um, we see that as a potential that we can join those two and then, um, you know, maybe make a nice little business out of it, you know. So we are talking to some people to really see how we can upgrade it. 
It's currently sitting in an um, exploration target. So we, uh, during the course of the year, we're looking at um, opportunities to sort of change it from an exploration target and upgrade it into a JORC compliant resource. And then we'll see what, what's the best way for us going forward with that one. I, th I think it's, it's a real opportunity, you know, especially, uh, you know, the energy crisis that's popping up. So we believe the uranium prices will sort of go up slightly. It has made a run last year, but I, I think they'll, they'll settle down at some point. Um, so, yeah, no, it's a nice little study that we can continue. Um, and that's, that's something that we definitely want to put up the, the value chain. Yeah, interestingly, that in itself would uh, go a long way to justifying the 28 million market cap, let alone what you've got on the gold <laughs> side of things. Um, and yeah. along those lines, uh, an interesting gold discovery uh, in joint venture with Rio Tinto in the Patterson back here in Australia. A um, bit of excitement there. What, uh, how do you see that one panning out? Well, yeah, we're very excited about that one. Um, you know, luckily we've got a big brother in Rio there that supports us. Um, but, you know, I think that the quality of the data that we built up, you know, we did a proper um, aerial magnetic survey. Then we did uh, ground magnetic surveys. And, you know, that the quality of the work that we did, I believe, then prompted Rio to, uh, to start looking at our data. We all know that they um, sort of, to the to the east of us, um, they quite active in that area. The big Wanu discovery, yeah. You know, so I think that that's now sort of in process. We drilled the two borals, um, and where we've what what I believe is is quite good discoveries. You know, of great, and then the other two sort of showed the extent of the of the ore body that we're trying to define there. So, you know, now in the in the let's say the off season, we'll probably. Um, uh, start planning on on new drilling um, initiatives. Uh, so no, we we and we consistently talking to Rio about uh, going forward. So um, yeah, no, we're definitely in in the process of developing or deciding how to develop this project going forward. You know, so we'll we'll see how we how we progress that. Well, so there you go. So if we uh, we take the uranium and the Patterson. We arrive at the $28 million market cap, but let's give investors a feel for what they should look forward to coming out of the, the RAND in the uh, next six months or so. So definitely, as I said, we're close to um, finalising our financing options. We as the, let's say, the operations team want to get going. I've, I've, we've got everybody uh, lined up here. So the minute that we've got our financing options um, basically uh, finalised, uh, we'll then commit to the mining contractors, they'll establish a site. And then with about, within about six to eight weeks, these guys will start building the stockpile, you know? So um, I'm, I'm very excited of what's gonna happen in the next couple of months. And then, you know, to prove to the investor community that we are actually building this mine. Exciting stuff. Yeah, you've outlined a fascinating story for us. So uh, wish you all the best with it and we'll be uh, watching with interest. So thanks for your time. Great, thanks Barry. Thanks for the opportunity. Cheers.